Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello to anyone listening. This is the Robert Lego blogcast. Well, at least it is for this one. I don't know if I'm going to end up dumping that. Um, I'm not sure if I mentioned this before, but the illusionist is this podcast is pretty cool on language and uh, she recommended that you don't use any uh, blog um, uh, hybrid words or any i I don't know and and i'm still uh, on the fence about it i don't know i will or not but uh, this audio is going to be kind of uh, released hand in hand like the others that's why i say blogcast so the blog is going to cover uh in text what i'm going to tell you uh, plus i add extra stuff on the uh, podcast because i can talk and i don't have anybody to listen to me talk except you so the uh podcast uh, the the blog is about um and even on the audio, I I feel like these type of subjects, I kind of repeat myself a bit much. Um, actually, geez, scratch everything. Okay, just forget that I recorded any of this. I wanted to try something new. On the uh, audios that I record from now on, I'm going to just throw in a fact or two where I'm going to give you just something fun, just some brain food, something to have you just in awe. Uh, and these are just things that I come across, things that I learn about that aren't really going to fit in with an article yet. So I'd rather just throw them out there just so that the uh, information is bouncing around out there. Uh, but one of the ones that I had was uh, my uh, wife was pointing out that we have uh, detox points behind your ears. And it, it made me think about the... Uh, the saying that they would always say, uh, clean, don't forget to clean behind your ears. This was a common thing uh, for, at least for me growing up, I remember hearing it on TV and um, probably mostly TV, maybe movies. And you, you would hear that phrase, don't forget to clean behind the ears. So it's interesting that maybe that's rooted in a little bit more truth than just a simple weird saying that, oh, behind the ears, you don't really see it in the mirror, so you're not sure, so there's dirt back there. It's not something like that, that is more like a thing that, hey, make sure you clean all your detox points so that you can still continue to properly detox. And then the other one is uh, the... Uh, saying where they start talking about the stomach as a organ that allows you to feel like I, I feel it in my gut. Something doesn't sit right in my stomach about this guy. I don't uh, uh, expressions where you're talking about your uh, intuition that comes about by the organ, uh, the, by your stomach. And so the, 
Not too long ago, I, I came across uh, research that said that our stomach actually has a ton of neurons going to it. Um, actually, on, on Google, here's what it says. The second brain contains some 100 million neurons, more than in either the spinal cord or the peripheral nervous system. Uh, Gershon says, whoever Gershon is, this multitude of neurons in the entire nervous system enables us to feel, in quotation marks, the inner world of our gut and its contents. This is something that's really interesting because we're, little by little, we're starting to acknowledge more the understanding that we're, we are not ourselves. Uh, I, I'd hate to, especially on these little segments, um, but let me see how much of our DNA is not our own. And uh, I probably should have had this ready before I started recording this audio. But uh, do you turn your... Okay, let me see if this is it. I, I heard that there's <clears throat> like a huge number of... Uh, cells that are in your body that are not actually your own. Uh, they're actually uh, DNA that it's not uh, your DNA. So in other words, uh, let me see. The body has about 10 trillion human cells, says microbiologist Rob Knight. The microbe cells living inside of us number around 100 trillion. That's a ratio of 10 to 1. The biggest collection is in our gut. Um, 10 trillion... Um, and then a hundred trillion. So in other words, yeah, that th th does make sense then, right? 90% of us is not us. Uh, and we're starting to hear more and more with the importance of probiotics, of good bacteria, of, uh, healthier things. Uh, and then just as a side note, let me just, uh, uh tangent off real quick that, uh, I uh, heard a really cool podcast called Science Versus, and uh, Wendy Zuckerman uh, does this show or podcast where she um, brings up certain uh, ideas or, or fads or whatever the subject is in that in that show, and she challenges it against science. And so she kind of debunks a lot of myths that we have about certain things. And she has a really good one about organic. It, it weighs out the importance of organic for your health uh, nutritionally, for overall uh, health, meaning uh, no toxins, pesticides, and things. Uh, the uh, effect on the planet, and I, there was something else as well. And it's quite interesting that it, for the most part, it's not that big a deal to have organic. The taste is not affected. Uh, it's spoiler, spoiler, I'm spoiling the whole podcast. Uh, it's a short one. It's, it's really fun. I highly recommend it. But anyway, um, it would be based on that and other stuff that I've read and, and researched about organic food, I, I can't deny that there is not some difference in food because when I go to a place that does organic uh, food, I feel a lot more fulfilled at the end of the meal than I did with other type of food. It almost feels like the other food is hollow and 
kind of like MSG and uh, all the other stuff that they use that makes you hungry immediately after. I don't get that with organic food, but uh, apparently there's no change in taste. There's a little more harm to the planet with the amount of nitrogen that they have to uh, drop into the earth uh, hope in hopes that the plant will absorb as much as it needs. And then the uh, nutritionally, I believe it was phosphorus, which we don't really need to supplement. Um, but if you have a medical condition where you need to, you're already aware of it and you're not getting it nutritionally through organic food, more than likely. Um, but so, um, so organic and, um, it, it's, it's an idea that, uh, okay. So where was I going with that? <coughs> Excuse me. Let me have a sip of water. Uh, and so, so yeah, it's, it's a really good podcast. It gives you an understanding and, uh, if, based on that and everything else, I feel that the one fruit that you need to maybe switch to organic for would be apples. And I have a thing when I eat a regular apple just out of the store. If I am um, just washing it and, and biting into it, I need to, as I'm chewing, I need to consume the skin of the apple before I consume the inside. Uh, and that's because the skin has like this aftertaste, like a metallic chemical taste to it that starts to gross me out. So if I'm, I mean, growing up, I, I never knew pesticides or I never knew to point my finger at anything. I just knew that when I eat apples, I tend to chew the skin in my mouth before I chew the, uh, the sweet inside. And I thought that it was just some weird thing that I had, um, which I do. I have uh, like mild allergies to certain fruits, but it doesn't stop me from eating them. It's just I talk to people sometimes, including my wife, and we have similar things like watermelon, avocados. Uh, certain foods kind of irritate our, our um, mouths, but they, it's not um, harmful. It doesn't block our air pass passages or anything like that. Um, but apples, so apples, you're consuming the skin. So that's the one thing that you probably want to go organic for because a big difference in organic farming is that they're not using pesticides on the fruit. Uh, and, uh, because of that, they said that you're getting pesticides elsewhere anyway. So it's not like you're making yourself safer because the science shows that, um, pesticides aren't as harmful as they are, uh, presented to be. Um, and, and I don't know that I'm a hundred percent one side or another. So even if you're listening to something like this, be weary and use your critical thinking. Don't just believe just because it says, well, science, uh, listen to it, listen to the information and see if it makes sense to you. Don't, don't just absorb anything. Um, so on with the podcast, <laughs> those are going to be a lot shorter. This was 10 minutes. Um, but for the most part, I'll probably just throw in a cool little fact at the beginning just to kind of start off me. Uh, for me, it's uh, starting off my mouth and uh, being able to formulate uh, ideas and, and sentences properly and effectively. And for you, it's just to start off your brain and get you uh, thinking about some information before we start to drone about what subject I'm discussing this uh uh, show or audio. Uh, and so uh, the 
blog that I wrote is, uh, and I, I apologize, but I really do think that this is important. This is like meaning of life stuff. This isn't midlife crisis. I don't know what, what's life all about kind of thing. No, this is, I, I, this is deep. I, I want to emphasize that I'm not trying to preach or to, um, I don't know, teach or, or suggest anything. I really do think that this is what we should constantly have in the back of our minds that in, in, um, self realization and, and, uh, awareness of what our purpose is, we find joy in life. I think that there's, uh, uh, importance to all of us. And if we don't look to see what that is, then you're limiting your, your, uh, purpose, your whole reason for being. Okay. So, um, I start off, I, on the blog, I asked what makes you happy and is a good use of your time. This is more like how it would come to me because as I've mentioned before, when I was younger, I would, uh, of course, like every child, I would look forward to the vacation that's coming up and whoa, three weeks, six weeks. Wow. What are you going to do? And I, a lot of my friends would say stuff like, um, maybe I'll play baseball with my brother or, or I don't know, just common things like that. And, uh, I wanted to have something where I can look back at and I know that I used that time wisely. And I'm not trying to say that I was like this awesome kid. That's the, this is why I'm successful because I'm not, I have flaws and, and failures just like anybody else. But I do honestly remember that I would be hard on myself in that way, where if I had a three week vacation, I would tell myself it's reasonable to finish maybe two art pieces a week. So that meant that if I spend a couple hours drawing something every day, no problem. I can finish uh, a total of, um, I don't know, six in that three week uh, vacation. And I, I would do this because, um, sadly it was probably a uh, guilt based because I wanted to feel like I had worth to myself. And I, I'm sure that that's, uh, some emotional thing that's in the back there. But in the end, it, it made me, uh, think about stuff like this and to, uh, make myself be productive and to know where I'm, uh, walking to or, or pursuing to be. Um, and I think that it's a healthy way to constantly uh, worry ourselves or constantly make us uh, wonder or, or ask ourselves what we want uh, of life. Um, and so even in the blog, I, I even apologize for bringing this stuff up, but it, I, I really urge the reader to follow the article a little further and see if there is any uh, benefit because I, I think that it's it's always shocking to me when I talk to people and my type of small talk uh, conversations are not like uh, so what do you do what do you like to do what are your hobbies uh, mine are more like Hey, what do you think of the afterlife? What do you think happens when we die? Do you think the aliens could exist? Do you believe in Bigfoot? How about the Loch Ness Monster? I just think it's a lot more fun to 
uh, ask somebody that and then get a response that you might not even have expected or uh, a response that you might expect, but the reason on why they came to that conclusion could be just completely different than what you would have thought of. And I think that tells you more about the person if you think, if you understand their thought process rather than just like a cookie cutter, what do you do? Oh, I'm a financial specialist at this firm. Uh, what do you? What are your hobbies? Oh, I like to drive and uh, build stuff. It, it's just so much more um, like a formal cookie cutter interview, and it, it seems boring. Um, and so, in the <clears throat> as I was trying to beef up this article, because this article has been in my uh, my little simple note account uh, for probably a couple months and I keep going back to them, adding things. And as I'm reading books, I'm learning more things uh, from it as well. And so uh, I did finish another book and so that added some content to it as well. And that is Create Your Own Religion by Daniele Bolelli. Daniele? 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 Bolelli is B-O-L-E-L-L-I. Okay, so uh, I'll, I'll go in order of the article. Um, in in the article, I mentioned that uh, Japan, Japan always has a really interesting philosophies and beliefs. And uh, it, I wasn't surprised to find that they had something like this because I've always heard, and I, I was actually trying to look for a phrase that uh, meant, uh, and I, I blank on it, and I, I tried to go through my notes, but I couldn't find it. But it, it, there's, they have an expression that means that regardless of what type of job you have, you do it to its fullest. If you are paid to sweep trash off the floor or, uh, I don't know, trim the, the tree, whatever it is that you're doing, whether it's something as simple as, um, I don't know, wiping down tables to something as complex as, I don't know, changing a part in a, in, in equipment, in a car or, or something, you want to do your utmost best. There's no point in doing something if you're going to do it uh, half-ass you might as well just not even attempt to waste any time doing something if you're going to do it just because or just to get by or just for a grade. It doesn't um, fulfill anything. It doesn't give good content in the end. It's kind of the debate on if we all had like a flat salary that would cover, let's say, our housing and our, our food, then we would probably all start to lean towards what we're good at or what we have passion for. And at that point, it's not like we would all sit back and watch television and smoke pot all day or have a beer. Um, Most people want to create. It's something in our nature to want to express ourselves. And so if the simple things, this American dream nonsense that we're always uh, being presented with, uh, if we, oh, geez, I'm losing my, my trail of thought. Um, but it, 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 there, there's a need to put great effort into anything that you do. Uh, and, uh, so I was looking for that phrase and then I came across Ikigai, 
which uh, it translates roughly to uh, a reason for being. Uh, and that's because Iki means alive or to or life and Kai. Uh, kai is uh, kanji that uh, in the Japanese language, K is uh, modified to change to a G. So Ikigai is actually the kanji is Ka. And then it, it has a modifier that changes it to a G. So Ikigai, uh, and they talk about uh, Kai meaning... Uh, the effect or result of something. Uh, and so Ikigai is basically the uh, the purpose for your being, uh, so to speak. And uh, it is the, there's four rings and the rings are labeled as uh, what you love, what you're good at, what you can be paid for, and what the world needs. Now all four of those circles intersect with each other and then, and I'm going counterclockwise. Uh, I don't. I, it made sense to me because in the J- J- Japanese uh, writing system is from right to left. So I just thought maybe counterclockwise. Anyway, uh, within those intersecting circles, you have passion, profession, vocation, which is the feeling of uh, suitability uh, for an uh, occupation, or like a strong feeling towards uh, what you want to do. And uh, mission, so passion, profession, vocation, and mission, uh, and then all of these intersecting together, like in uh, harmony, uh, is what ikigai is. And it's uh, uh, to kind of summarize what uh, the pursuit of ikigai is. It's a deep and lengthy search of self for satisfaction and meaning to life. Uh, so it's basically the exact concept of what I talked about before with the Kronos Kairos thing. If you remember, Kronos is Saturn worship. It's just hollow existence of menial labor and repetitive routine uh, tradition. And uh, Kairos is the uh, content driven measurement of time, the moment that could either be a lifetime's worth of uh, an experience or a short one second feeling of uh, finding love for the first time or uh, in an, an experience that just seems to drag on forever because of its uh, magnificence. It's, it's all that it, that it uh, allows you to feel. Um, and to kind of uh, explain this a little deeper, it, it's almost like like awareness of life. There's a lot of talk lately on mindfulness. Mindfulness being you uh, being aware of being a conscious creature that is experiencing emotion through the events that are happening in your life. And I, I might be butchering that. So actually, let's check here mindfulness live on the podcast um and uh here let me uh excuse me uh here the wikipedia is it's sometimes uh easy for stuff like this uh, mindfulness is the psychological process of bringing one's attention to the internal and external experience occurring in the present moment. If you remember, there's a, is it Bill Jocelyn? Um, uh, an audio that John Irving did on meditation. Uh, I, I did a ton of notes on it and I'm going to turn it into something, but I'm cross-referencing 
the trivium. And it, it's a, such an involved article that um, I might end up writing it in my notes and uh, presenting it in a whole uh, collection of, of uh, information, maybe an audio or, or something a little more um, compiled. Uh, so mindfulness, um, there's an inner world and an outer world. And whenever those two worlds don't coincide, and this is, starts to sound a little bit myth, mystical, but hear me out. It's, uh, it's this inner world that you create versus the outer world that is presented in front of you. And whenever those two worlds collide and have inconsistencies, then you're either in a state of delusion, you're seeing an illusion, you're being tricked, it, something is off. Uh, and it sounds very much like the trivium in that it's input, grammar, uh, out, uh, a process, which is uh, logic and cross-referencing of senses and past known information, past facts removal of contradiction and then the output phase the rhetoric the uh, collection of the idea the information that has formed into uh, a rhetorical statement um, and so let me go back so mindfulness being aware of the inner and outer world and understanding the uh the importance of having those two worlds reference each other and uh, to kind of uh, hop a little. Um, I remember I, it, when I was in art school, the art school was also a school for the culinary arts. Excuse me. And I remember there was a class where we had, uh, it, it might have been speech class or something, but we needed to... Uh, present something that we were passionate about in front of the class. Um, in case you're wondering, I think I had something really dorky like uh, comic books and how we are, uh, as comic book fans, you're kind of tainted as this uh, weirdo, this uh, odd uh, reject of society and that it's not fair that you can be a smart guy and be into comics, something silly like that. But anyway, so this guy goes up there and he's a culinary student. And so naturally he, uh, talks about food because that's his passion. That's what he's pursuing. Uh, his, um, the thing that gives him joy is food. And so he's talking about uh, growing up and realizing that there's such an involved and complex experience to consuming food that it's not as simple as you just throw stuff down your throat and swallow. It, it's not that uh, gross and simple that uh, unless, and I remember this so well, he, he said, uh, kind of rolling his eyes and dropping his shoulders, saying something along the lines of, unless you want to eat like cattle and you just uh, eat for substance that you're just uh, consuming just to exist. Uh, if you want to be like cattle, then yeah, that's fine too. But he, he explained that uh, next time that you have a meal, take a moment to really feel texture in your mouth, to understand creaminess and uh, temperature and consistency and uh, all the different orders of the taste that you're uh, receiving through your mouth. Uh, 
rather than just uh, eating something quickly in your 30 minute break, uh, scarfing it down and washing it down with some highly um, sweet uh, carbonated beverage and not really even understanding what it is that you just ate. But he's talking about taking that moment and understanding that every bite, every uh, every mouthful is giving you this experience, this roller coaster of of taste and sense and uh, feelings that that are what a meal is. It's almost like a meal is nothing different than a film, a book, uh, a painting, a song. It's it's an experience, and this person crafted this experience that you can consume and and feel what that person is putting into it. Uh, and so I think that it's a healthy way to look at life uh, in that in that way as well, because their life has uh, and I, I, I always hesitate with this stuff because it feels like I'm starting to sound preachy and and like a high school teacher. But uh, life isn't great. Life is sometimes awesome. Life sometimes sucks. There's ups and downs. But. Uh, there's a lot of really cool stuff in life. And the more that you uh, experience that's really cool like that is doing something and it's giving you this content, this fulfillment that you can't get if you have your eyes closed as you're walking through life. You need to be aware of what experiences are uh, beneficial and helpful and, and give you joy. And you look back at it and you, you have a warm feeling and, uh, it doesn't necessarily mean that something good happened. It just means that the experience itself just brings, uh, a feeling of growth and, uh, of, uh, change. And, um, <clears throat> So that, that that's exactly the Kronos Kairos uh, concept. And uh, I'm going to add the article of uh, the uh, McKinley Valentine. Is that who it was? Let me scroll down, see if it had it. Yeah, McKinley Valentine forward slash Kairos. Uh, amazing article that really uh, explains the difference between the Kronos Kairos uh, difference. And... Um, the uh, she references uh, some other scriptures that I actually I, I spent a little bit of time and looked around and it is correct that uh, it's not just the Greek that uh, it, that explained the difference between the Chronos Kairos difference of time measurement the moment driven versus the uh, um, time driven and. Uh, the ancient Sanskrit uh, Indian text uh, also mentions the difference of the Kronos, uh, which they depict as Kala or Kali. I think Kali was derived off of Kala, but Kala is, uh, I, I found that it was a demon who stole the elixir of immortality, uh, but I, I couldn't really find the link between those, So I, I believe, but I believe that it is ancient Sanskrit as well. It's uh, ancient Indian text. Uh, but the depiction of this um, uh, characterization of this person, this this being, is uh, she's usually depicted dancing on corpses with uh, corpses, corpse, um, with the necklace of skulls and body parts. 
so it, they're warning you against being consumed, just like Kronos, of being uh, eradicated or taken apart by uh, the existence of Kronos or Kala, this uh, hollow, uh, hollow life of pursuing something that it's not going to give you anything at the end. This It's almost like a race that has no finish line, no American dream, retirement dream, none of that stuff, um, which a lot of people are realizing and are, are uh, it's, it's sad when they realize it a little late. Um, so what else, what else did I mention? Um, tradition, I, I've ranted about tradition before where uh, tradition is nothing more than uh, blind obedience or uh, it's it, it's ignorance because if you're doing something because it was tradition and not understanding its relevance or um, to reference uh, uh, Joe Atwell, it's uh, typology. It's, it's reference to other texts that might have some value or just some uh, ridicule factor in... Uh, what you're doing and what it symbolizes. Um, kind of like I, I, I think of the example of graduating. You have your uh, flat uh, mortar board on your head and you're basically announcing that you're one of the bricks in this giant pyramid. You're now, just like in masonry, you're now a tool for this giant structure that's been built and your head is symbolized by having this... Um, flaccid penis strand uh, thing that's hanging uh, in front of you this flat mortar board on your head uh, that uh, basically says you're a tool to construct this giant uh, structure uh, and the black the saturn worship that you're one of the happy slaves the one of the ones that were programmed correctly um and that's tradition. That's, hey, why are you dressed in like a judge? Why do you have this squared uh, symbol on your head? Oh, it's tradition. It's a graduation gown. That's what it is. Uh, whoa, what does it mean? I don't know. It's just always been like that. Um, and I think that part of this is a fear of change. And I think back and I don't have my book. I, I lent it and I haven't got it back, but... I had a book, Striking Thoughts, I believe, by Bruce Lee. And he talks about the, you know, that Lost Special interview where it be like water, my friend. Uh, you pour water into a cup, it becomes the cup. You pour it into a pitcher, it becomes the pitcher. Be like water, my friend. He says, what is it? Uh, water can be as soft as flowing down in between your fingers, or it can be as strong and destroying mountains. Be like water, my friend. And uh, he also has a lot of references to mirrors. Be like a mirror. Be reflective. Be able to adapt to your environment. To always add the yin to the yang. To always flow with energies. And don't be a force of um, resistance. Be a form of fluidity and uh, adaptiveness, if that's even a word. Um. And um, so this all um, kind of got strengthened when I came across this video by Mike Rowe, the guy from Dirty Jobs. And he did a podcast, I think it was on Joe Rogan, and he did a couple times with uh, uh, Adam Carolla. 
um, I, the Joe Rogan one should be available. You can look for that or just type in Mike Rowe podcast and you'll find a ton of stuff. But he always talks about the importance. I, I mean, he is the dirty jobs guy. Like he, he, that's who he as a person is in real life. He stresses on the importance of the skilled trades and rather than go get a degree for a job that you're hoping would exist when you get out of school and now you're in debt in the article i mentioned that it's like you're trying to climb this pyramid this pyramid of of um, a career and the thing is that rather than walk up to the pyramid and start taking steps up you walk up to it and you dig a hole and you start making steps down once you've dug far enough you decide okay now it's time to hit the workforce and you start walking not from the ground level but from the hole that you created down at the bottom and now you're taking steps up trying to get out of debt trying to pay your rent pay your bills uh, not pay too much interest and live a happy life entertain yourself and keep yourself um busy and and happy and then uh at the end you're trying to get to level where you're not in debt and you're fairly successful and healthy uh and then you try to climb up to the top of the pyramid where all the good um people in that profession are um and so he helps people find uh training for skilled trades uh this is Mike Rowe he helps uh people get training fills positions that are already open and so when you're going to school you might even have like an apprenticeship program like I did where I joined the elevator trade and as I was learning what an elevator is and how it works I was getting hands on uh, experience as well and then through the process of the apprenticeship uh, I was able to become an elevator mechanic and uh, it, this is a way better form than to just send a bunch of people with diplomas with just pieces of paper that have no promise of anything um, for the employer there's no promise that you're aware of or or you're knowledgeable when it comes to anything uh, and for you as a um, uh, a potential employee, it doesn't really ensure that you're going to get the job either. So it's a contract that you're paying an outside body that says, Hey, yeah, we could kind of get you in there. And then you're just kind of blindly going out there. And, uh, I think we can, <clears throat> a lot of us can agree that it, it's a formula that's probably not that wise and it's probably not, uh, good for us in the long run. Uh, it's best just to see what, uh, like the Japanese thing said, uh, what what can you do? What do you uh, want to do? What will people pay? And uh, what do people need? And you need to find this balance, this uh, uh, path. Uh, and so I linked the video. If you go to robertlego.org and you search for, oh man, I don't know what the name of this article is going to end up being called. Uh, but it's whatever I post on the uh, third week of May, uh, March. Um, I might call it what makes you happy and it's a good use of your time. Maybe I'll call the article that. Uh, and um, check out a video. And if not, just look up Mike Rowe 
um, don't follow your passion. And it, it sounds a little like, what? What is he saying? But it, it trust me, it makes sense. It's, uh, he um, shows the importance of not blindly pursuing uh, a dream that is a, a dream and not a uh, path that'll lead you to doing something that'll make you happy. It's uh, the dream and the form of uh, more like a uh, illusion, like a uh, a, de- de- uh, a delusion, uh, something that is not rooted in reality. Uh, and <clears throat> uh, if you watch the video, it'll, it'll really explain it, that you need to not just pursue a dream. You need to have an understanding and uh, awareness of how that lies in the world and how it uh, connects with what is is and isn't possible it's again like the meditation thing and the trivium it's the outer and inner world the reality that you want to create versus the reality that you have and you can even go a little farther hippie on this concept and say that you are creating your reality because in a way you really are if in your mind you see yourself growing up to be a cook and every action and this is the most important part of it the actions that you're doing are leading you to a path that is coinciding with your dream. So in other words, if the dream that you see in your head, which is, let's say, you're a chef at a, a really nice restaurant, if that, if, if your actions are allowing you to pursue paths that lead you to that, then there's no reason why you're not creating your reality because it it was all created on a concept. Uh, And again, we're in hippie mode here. Okay. Now, everything that you're probably surrounded around right now, especially if you're listening to this audio, there's probably no way that you're, and I'm saying this because I'm recording it, unless you're sitting here in the room and I can't see you. There's no way for you to absorb this information that I'm saying without the uh, imagination of someone. Everything that you're probably surrounded with right now, uh, with the exception of trees and dirt and air and everything, uh, everything natural like that, was created by somebody's imagination. And they're conceiving of a creation um, through their uh, through their imagination imagination is creating something that doesn't exist uh so it, it's kind of far out there stuff but it's not so crazy to say you're creating your own reality and you need to um uh be aware that you can affect this world and you choose where you're going in life um so watch that video mike Rowe. uh do not follow your passion um what else? Um, I, I don't want to go too far on this because there, there's no way for me to present this information and not sound like I'm being preachy and uh, like that old guy. Like, uh, I'm going to give you advice about life. But um, I think that if you're, for the most part, if every day you're not coming home looking forward to walking in the door, then something is off, something is wrong. And uh, hopefully it's not a state that you're going to be in for too long um, because nobody deserves to live in that type of uh, that environment, that type of misery. Um, and uh, Daniele Bellelli had some really cool quotes 
So let me read those and read some from Fight Club, one of my favorite books. And so Daniele Bellelli wrote in, in his book, Create Your Own Religion. You are not happy and don't know how to find happiness. So you work like a dog in hopes that the newly found wealth will allow, allow you to afford whatever fun thing you want to do or own. But the problem is that soon enough, you'll work so much you won't have time or energy to find out what makes you happy. Um, very, very telling. This is like a nightmare scenario for somebody that wants uh, meaning in their life. Um, and he continues, and this is where, or, or it, I, I might have been from a separate page, but I, I, another quote he says, and this is where your problem becomes even bigger because spending a bundle of cash means you now have to head back to work in order to make more money to continue the cycle of consumption. Material goods become a painkiller to dull the ed edges, a consolation prize in place of a real fulfilling life. Um, same exact thing as a Kronos Kairos concept. The Saturn worship, the, uh, there's a reason why Target's logo is uh, Saturn from above. You see the rings and the ball, the planet in the center. Uh, there's a reason why we worship black so much, why it's all just this hollow, uh, consumeristic uh, uh, tendency that we have. It's because it's been uh, pr programmed in us. They, they want us that way. The, uh, my understanding is that the school system was made to make factory workers, to make um, <clears throat> the system that works in a, in a factory <clears throat> work in the educational system where you're all facing the same direction. You're all like slaves uh, repeating the same action over and over. And there's a leader at the front that's a little bit higher than you. There's a alarm system that tells you when and when to move and when not to move. Uh, it's all just kind of uh, scary how similar they are. Or you can even correlate with the prison system, I'm sure, as well. There's a lot of uh, ways in which the uh, social interaction of a school is very similar to uh, that of the interaction in a prison. Uh, the food is similar. Uh, maybe that's a, a good article for the future. Um, but in, in Fight Club, um, he the the main character is uh, breaking free from society and um, Tyler, the character that helps him free himself, uh, says in the book, I'd rather kill you than see you working a shit job for just enough money to buy cheese and watch television. It's this... Um, this uh, thing that we see all too often in America where this person worked all their lives and it, what did it amount to? It amounted to frozen TV dinners in front of the television while drinking a beer and uh, trying to just relax because work's hard, life's hard, everything is just uh, falling down around you and you're just trying to uh, relax and just enjoy a little moment of peace and uh, that that whole image is portrayed at its best, I feel, in the movie Network. I highly recommend that you go on YouTube and look up uh, I'm As Mad As Hell and I'm Not Gonna Take This Anymore uh, or look up the Network Rant. The guy is just brilliant in explaining how um, we grow to this uh, conformity, this this system of... 
uh, people, there's shootouts, there's, there's, um, bombings, there's, um, stabbings, there's muggings, there's so much chaos out in the world that you just ask for this moment of peace, this, this, uh, this little sanctuary that you can have where you can just go in there, lock your door. It's your little private space and you can just watch some television, eat your TV dinner and have a beer. And then you can go to work tomorrow and repeat the process over and over again. Uh, so that's, I, I'm as mad as I'm mad as hell and I'm not going to take it anymore. I think came up, but I think the actual quote is I'm as mad as hell and I'm not going to take this anymore. Um, and then the, the final quote is also by Daniele Bellelli from his book, uh, create your own religion. And, um, I think he sums it up. The whole article is kind of, uh, collected into this thing he says at the end here. Um, and so, uh, he says, my approach to life tells me that any work that doesn't bring joy is self-imposed slavery. It may be very well-paid slavery. It may be the kind of slavery that makes you famous and admired by other slaves, but it is slavery nonetheless. Uh, and so I think that uh, this is maybe even something that we should constantly, I don't know, write down somewhere. I, I know I've it's in my book and I, I just, I have a lot of uh, things like this that kind of put things in perspective for me. So that rather than read the whole book again, I can just read this and get the uh, gist of what the message is. Um, and so hopefully this wasn't just another Kronos, Kairos and all that nonsense uh, talk. Uh, hopefully you you understand what it is that I was trying to do here and you got something out of it because that's the most important thing. I don't want to waste your time. Um, so... The things that I mention in the article is, uh, what is a proudly disconnected foundation? I'm not sure what that one was. Um, but there's the, uh, unless that's the uh, Mike Rowe, uh, Mike Rowe, the Mike Rowe Foundation, that's that site. Mike Rowe has uh, the, or that foundation. Um, ikigai is that Japanese term for finding purpose to your life. McKinley Valentine wrote that incredible article that uh, I must like every month I must just go in there and read it again because I, I find uh, I always get a, a better understanding of that idea and that concept. And it's just such a great article. McKinleyValentine.com forward slash chirals. Uh, and then if you want the video, if you want to see it on my site, robertlego.org, uh, the YouTube thing is there. Um, and the blog is there too. Uh, a lot of what I said is in there. Uh, and uh, the audio, I don't know how you found it, but you can either go through robertlego.org or you can go to talkshoe.com. Uh, just create an account. It's free. And look me up. It's question all. Uh, one one two seven six eight or six seven eight something like that and or just look up question all and you'll you'll find me and you can download all the other audios if you don't want to subscribe though just go to robertlego.org a lot of the audios especially all the new stuff I try to post it up there so you'll see the article and if you don't want to read just scroll all the way down and you'll find the podcast there 
Um, so yeah, thank you very much for continuing, uh, to come back. And, uh, if you're enjoying what I do, I, I, struggle to know that there is somebody out there listening and enjoying these. But if there is, if you exist, if, if these words aren't falling on deaf ears, I don't know what that expression really means, but if, um, if, if there's something here that you enjoy, uh, tell someone, uh, spread the word, <coughs> um, let a friend know, let them know, even if it's just one show, like, hey, there's this guy that did an audio on this one thing. Uh, it's under an hour. It's pretty cool. You might like it or, or whatever you want to say. If you feel that it'll benefit somebody, shoot them a link. Shoot them an email. I don't do all the social media, so I kind of need you out there. If, if this helps you, then as payment, do me that favor and just spread the word. Spread the article. Spread the audio. Um I, I want to get to people. I want these words to make a difference. I want all the time sitting, reading, and taking notes. I want all that to mean something, to have uh, a, um, a change. Uh, and yeah, so robertlego.org, uh, talkshoe.com, question all. And um, what else? That's it. Thank you very much for making it this far. I I am falling a little behind in articles. I I definitely can't do every other week um like I was before. I I'm I have quite a bit of articles, but I want to add a lot of stuff to my uh, articles, a lot of references, a lot of uh links to other things so that you can see my thought process and how I come to my conclusions. So um, if it's not every other week, just hang in there, check, check the site occasionally. And, um, if I can, I'll, I'll do audios, but I, I really want to, uh, kind of, uh, con- keep the audios in the uh, blog connected to where it's a subject that I'm discussing and I, I can write about it and talk about it at the same time, uh, since I don't have anybody to talk to, um, so yeah, thanks. Thanks a lot for listening. Thanks. Uh, if you enjoy it, spread the word, uh, please. Uh, that's all I ask. And uh, we'll talk more or I'll talk more and you'll download and listen. Uh, so uh, thanks a lot. I, I hope you gain something out of this and take care. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.